0: It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast. <laughs> the home of all things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast.
1: Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. Good morning, Super Leaguers, and welcome to the podcast uh, this episode brought to you by Lincoln Scott from Peronis Real Estate. Uh, I am your co-host Dale Taylor, joined today by Tristan Blacker from Melbourne. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm uh, I'm raring and ready to go. Uh, it's a I'd it's like a, bit to a, a bit of a it's a bit of an odd one this morning. We're <laughs> up at like five thirty to do this podcast. Uh, it's it's very early. It's very cold. Yes, and
0: it's very dark. I uh, I have no power. So here, I can't even use my computer. I'm sitting here on my phone, uh, on my with my AirPods. So it hasn't been a great start to the day. But hearing your voice kind of makes it a little bit better. Well, we'll uh, we'll do our best to keep
1: it relatively quick, mate. Let's um, let's let's jump into our our game straight away, and we'll uh, we'll knock this pot out, shall we? Um, the, the first game on the Monday night was the Coraline Camels and the Druin Dragons. And this was, probably, yep. this was probably the game of the round, if not the season. Uh, it, it did go to OT, and it was the Dragons getting up by 10 points, 46 to 56. Just an absolute so
0: game. I, so I was obviously... Um, watching this from home on uh, just on live stats um and even just watching it on live stats <laughs> it was exciting so what was it what was that was there many people down there was there a bit of a buzz going on like you know especially towards the end of the game um when it was super close
1: yeah well yeah particularly towards the end of the game because the game went to ot you had a lot of the guys there uh rocking up for the for the next game, obviously, and the game after that. So the, the stadium was yeah. actually pretty packed for OT and um and it was Jay Lay who delivered in O T. He had he had a yeah. he had a ripping game like throughout the whole game, but in O T he opened um he opened that period with two massive three pointers, one from each corner. And uh it, it really made or put a lot of pressure on the camels to to do something and do something quick. And um, yeah, when there's, when there's that pressure, I think it was uh, I think it was a bit too much to come back from, you know, you're down six all of a sudden uh, in a five minute period, uh, it made it really tough on, on the Camels and they weren't able to come, come back or recover from it.
0: Yeah, right, and I think that's, that's the, you know, I guess the good thing, you know, if you're in that winning position, but, you know, really disappointing. You, you, you play 40 minutes of basketball and it goes going to OT uh, and then it kind of blows out like that. Um, it, it, it's it's tough to defend, you know, especially after you know playing such a, a long period of basketball. Yeah, and
1: and probably more disappointing for the camels is that they they had momentum. You could actually feel the momentum shift in this game, uh, particularly in the second half, a couple of times. And um, I think with about five minutes to go, the the Coraline Camels were in the in the driver's seat and uh, you could feel that momentum shift around about sort of three minutes to go. Um, You know, the the Camels were doing such a good job of stopping the Dragons, Uh, and then, I don't know how, but it was exactly the opposite, Um, you know, two minutes later in that game, and it was just the wrong time for the Camels. Um, And (laughs) mind you, at the very end of this game, uh, Lucas Plaza bailed him out and gave him a second chance here. So he, uh, he scores were level and he had an absolute bunny in front of the the rim and, uh, and missed it, putting the game into OT. <laughs> so, how, how was he? How
0: was he with that? Was he disappointed? <laughs>
1: he was, uh, he was a little filthy on himself, but, uh, it, I mean, he did, he did see the funny side, but obviously later on, once they won the game, but, um, yeah, it was it was a terrific game to watch, and um, yeah, it was just it was just awesome. Particularly watching Jaylay put on an absolute display with twenty four and five. Yeah, um, Dill Jenkinson had uh, nearly a triple double at eleven points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Uh, but outside yeah. of that, no one no one in double figures. And um, you know, it was quite quite the contrary to the to the week before, where you know Jaylay, Scotty Elliott, and Cam Shave. As uh, Callum Shave, sorry, um, we're in we're in double figures and and doing a really good job. So, this team's got um, got many different ways in which they can win, and I think that's what makes them so scary.
0: Oh, 100 percent. You know, they're a they're a very well-rounded well all team. Bos has done a you know great job in putting them together, um, and you know they just they just grind out games. You know, especially like this. You know whether they're doing it, you know, with an easy win or you know grinding it out into OT. They're they're probably the benchmark of the competition, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, they're just ticking on quite nicely. Uh,
1: one other thing to note for the Dragons was uh, Gav Trapnell playing on one leg, so he he played limited minutes and um, and was really struggling and and sort of just tried to try to give him what he could in the last couple of minutes uh, of that game in OT, but um, he ended up. Why was, uh, why was that? Uh, so I think he'd done something to his. It was either his knee or his calf. Um, but yeah, he was he was struggling to to move. So hopefully he's good to go this week.
0: Did he have like three blocks in the first five minutes of the game?
1: Yeah, it would make sense. That
0: would make sense.
1: On <laughs> <laughs> on track for twenty for the game, but yeah, he held back by injuries.
0: Tell me about these camels then, because you know they've got a very, very good outfit as well. Uh, they do. This game. is
1: the this is the second time they've pushed the the dragons uh, right to the limit. So uh, if you if you're talking about a team that that matches up really well for the for the dragons or with the dragons, it's got to be the camels. I think um, they're they're probably the team to stop the dragons. Um, it sounds weird, you know. There's teams with better records out there, but I think. I think the camels uh, probably match up better than any against the dragons, and uh, I think if you're the dragons, you don't want to see these guys come finals time because uh, you know it could very, very easily be a different story.
0: Yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't disagree with you. They, like you said, they match up really well. Um, they, they've dropped a couple though, haven't they? The, the, the camels over the last few weeks.
1: Probably a couple that where where they they probably should have and could have won, um, you know, our game comes to mind actually. Um, you know where where they are in the driver's seat, but let us let us back in. Um, and there was probably another couple that they were probably kicking themselves in. But um, I, yeah, just a, a team that I I rate really highly. I think they're a, a terrific, well balanced team um, and good on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Um, in this yeah. game you know, you saw you saw Mike with 12 and, and 14 rebounds he had another good game uh, and H Melson uh, he had 15 points and five boards um, you could really see that you know there was an emphasis on on trying to minimize what he was doing uh, yeah. Dave Huang had a good game too with six and 11 he was he was really solid um, on the boards in particular but yeah, no one else, no one else in double figures for for those boys. But um, I think just uh, maybe maybe a couple of decisions down the stretch, um, you know, hampered them. They had a couple of silly turnovers, and um, yeah, I think like I said before, this game could have gone either way. It was just it was just a, a luck thing almost um, with the, with the way the momentum ended up being with the Dragons at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so uh, we'll move on to the next one, shall we? The the Hampton Park Blazers absolutely whacked the Kui Ruck Koalas in a in a surprising uh, fashion. Uh, I, I wasn't really expecting this game to be a blowout, um, especially after what we saw the Koalas do the week before, where where they pushed uh, the Unicorns all the way um, for for a full 40 minutes. So. I really? Wasn't expecting this game to be a blowout, but uh, it just seems like the koalas had a couple of games where just things don't click, and it's it's a really difficult long night for those guys. But uh, yeah, the Hampton Park Blazers they came out firing, um, and and it was it was Kyle Nagel really I think that, um, that set the tone in the game with with a few early buckets, but um, you know he had. He had eight assists in this game as well, um, so he, he finished the game with twenty points, thirteen rebounds, and eight assists. Oh. Uh, he was, and and he shot the ball at seventy percent. Um, so, like really, when you look at the the player of the week nominations, he was one of them, and probably arguably one of the the more deserving uh, candidates for a win, but uh, it wasn't to be this week. Uh, yep. Corey Nagel, uh, 15 points, 8 rebounds, had a terrific game. And Brady Hermans, we've spoken about several times. He had a very efficient night shooting the ball at near 60%, 8 points, 10 rebounds. It um, was really good. Grimo also, uh, 11 points, 6 rebounds, uh, 3 threes, looking really good. And Liam McDonald also, 8 points, 7 boards. But everyone everyone on this team were up and about, um, they were, they were having fun and um, enjoying what they were doing out there, and it was it was really good to see.
0: So tell me a little bit more about these uh, Blazers then. Like, where do you see them? You know, we're getting towards the end of the season. Um, you know, they have made a few trades. You know, even in their the games that they've lost, they haven't lost by much and, you know, they've they've competed really well. Where do they kind of sit for you, you know, coming out of that Monday night competition?
1: Uh, I, I think they're probably one of the four best teams uh, on on the Tuesday. Uh, sorry, Monday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was sitting. I was sitting with those guys uh, watching watching the end of that uh, first game, and they were they were sort of telling us that uh, they really needed the the Dragons to hand a camel's a loss to sort of give them a chance at, at making finals. So it is really really tight, and um, yep. and they're battling for a spot. But I think. They're probably one of the better teams uh, should they make it. You know, I, I think some of these other teams in finals won't want to won't want to be playing them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I look like they disagree because they really have that X factor. So I'm quite intrigued with, you know, what they do over the next month. Um, because, you know, you look at the stats that you're just reading out then, you know, when all, all guys, you know, are up and firing, uh, it goes a long way for them to, you know, beating a lot of teams on a Monday night, especially in that first week of finals.
1: Yeah, and and particularly post trade deadline, and this is no knock on you know the guys that they, they traded off, but you know I think putting a guy like Brady in there, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good for them come finals time. Say so if you know, if the defenses are, are really honed in on one of the Nagel brothers, you know Brady can sort of step in and get a couple of easy buckets and and do a really good job um, as a, as a supporting uh, guy. So. Yeah, I, I, they're one of the teams that I wouldn't look forward to playing in finals for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't for, disagree.
1: For the Koalas, um, yeah, just a just a sloppy night. Um, I think they, you know, once they got off to a bad start, you know, you could see the heads drop a little bit, but um, it was no, no. Uh, they didn't give up in the game. Uh, I thought Jade McMillan was was good. He had a really tough night. Um, Missed a lot of easy shots where you just you wouldn't expect him to to miss. Um, you know, you could see him like kicking himself after he'd miss a miss an open layup or whatever. But he had he still had ten points, eleven rebounds. Uh, Mitch Gray had seven assists uh, in the game, which was which was impressive. I thought uh, you had Summit with nine points and five steals, um, which was yep. which was really good. And um, yeah, Jake and Ash Turner both with six points. Um and the only player Oh wow, actually, there was two two donuts on the night, and that was Mason Lee and Mr C. Mr C R. Lugman. Mr. Lugie Lugs.
0: Um So like I mean, how many how many games would you see? Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. No, I was just saying I, I you don't normally see those two go, you know, scoreless. In particular, so yeah, I mean that was know.
1: the that was the point I was just about to make as well. Like, um, you know, particularly when when Mason Lee had you know eighteen points last week, uh, and and really sort of picked our picked our defense apart. Um, I just think, yeah, perhaps a little a little unlucky. Um, you know, when you see Jaden missing easy shots and and Mason Lee not not make a basket, uh, it's going to be a tough night for the Koalas. No matter who you're playing, and uh, and they were Ooh, they were playing one of the best.
0: And how much did they go down? They went down by a fair bit in the end, didn't they?
1: Thirty-four points was the final margin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a it was a bit of a thumping. Uh, bit of a touch-up. Yeah, got a bit of a touch-up. <laughs> the uh, the next game was also a bit of a touch-up, Tristan, and it was. The Cadenia Crocs and the Turin and Kraken, the Turin and Kraken winning by uh, 29 points, uh, 46 to 75. Yep. Um, And this game was sort of a bit closer for a bit of it. Um, You could see that the the Crocs were actually really competitive uh, in the first couple of quarters, I thought. And then, uh, you know, the Crocs only had just the five players. And... um, I think that really came came back to bite them, and they ran out of legs. And yeah. uh, and then it just it just opened up. You know, the the Kraken are probably the the fastest, fittest team in the comp. And um, you know, to to face them with five um, is is a bit of a rough go. Um, so yeah, pretty unfortunate for the Crocs. Uh, we, we were talking the week before about this being probably one of their more winnable games had they, um, if they were able to sort of use the the point of difference that they had, uh, in their size, but, um, it wasn't to be, uh, but needless to say, Jack Morris Burney's back. Uh, he had 22 points and 10 rebounds showed showed really great touch around the basket. Um, which, which we haven't seen for, for a little bit. Uh, he's sort of, he's, you could, he, he's been, he'd be the first one to tell you that his his uh, jump shot's a little bit out of touch, but, um, yeah, looked really good on, on Monday night, and um, and was playing bully ball.
0: So, what, what is, I mean, this is, this is a perfect segue into probably what we were talking about um, when we were setting up this morning. Uh, how do you beat the Kraken? You've got them uh, tonight, in fact. So, so tell me a little bit about that team in particular, and how, how they've stopped. Because, I mean, I, I'm not there every Monday night, but... You know, I have seen you know a bit of their games, and you know keep keep an eye on them on, on the live stats. So, what do you do to stop a team that's so young and so quick uh, and with such shooting efficiency?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think um, I, I think don't I was no, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely tough, and I think the the Kraken are probably. I, I think bit of a hot take but I think they're probably uh, the team to watch on the Monday night you know we, we talk about the dragons and their record and, and yes they've been very very good but I think the Kraken uh, probably have the best chance at, at winning the, the whole thing.
0: Um, yep. Yep.
1: they've got they've got such depth um, and such speed and they're, they're quite aggressive uh, on both ends of the floor and um, it's it's a really lethal combo um the way they're able to play both ends of the floor so I think you know if if you're facing off against the crack and you need to try and obviously minimize transition points um and then and then try and minimize the amount that they're able to attack inside in the paint because uh, that's where they that's where they do so much of their damage is is driving the lanes um but also they've got you know they've got guys that can get hot from the perimeter too so, uh, there's, I don't think there's any real easy way, but um, yeah, I think you want to you want to try and make life hard for them on the defensive end. So um, yeah, you know if you've got a point of difference like like the Crocs did in their size, you certainly want to try and exploit that a little bit and, and try and maybe shift their defensive focus a little bit. But um, yeah, they're they're just a tough team, man. I don't I don't know if there's if there's any real way of of putting the clamps on them. Yeah.
0: No. Look, I don't disagree, and, and it was not more. It was more me asking a question because you know I don't quite know. So uh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching these guys quite intently, um, you know, over the coming weeks, and you know, see seeing what they can do and where they can finish. Yeah. Just to
1: finish off on the the Crocs, it was Stowey with seven and six. Uh, it was Carl Turkin with eight and seven, and Riley Lanting with seven points. Jamie Franklin uh, chipping in just uh, two points of his own. But, um, yeah, a bit of a long night um, for those guys, missing missing three of their players in, in Jared yeah. Matt, and, and Rossi Coots. But... Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can prove us wrong and, and get a get a win against one of these tougher teams um, over the next two games, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they're able to get a dub on the board before the end. Yeah, for sure. For the Kraken, uh, Cooper Lansing, twenty four points, eleven rebounds, just had an absolute cracker of a game. Um, it was uh, Josh Saunders getting hot, three from ten from deep, thirteen points, six rebounds. Uh, Joey Nativo had ten points. Um, Jai uh, Jai Horn eleven points. Seth Horn thirteen points. Um, Bojack nine rebounds, uh, doing the Dennis Rodman role, uh, and and it was just, and it was just good to see, like they were. They were all over it, and and there yeah. was really no stopping them. Um, it was, yeah, it was sort of like it was torture, obviously, for the Crocs. But um, geez, it was it was good to watch them uh, do their thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, just one other thing to note, actually, Dan Stowe, he had seven points, six rebounds, and nine assists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he had it like he had a good shooting display the week prior as well. So. Yeah,
1: he's playing some good yeah. basketball, man.
0: He's found some form, which is very exciting. Yeah. No one, no one um, loves it more than our Super League faithful when Stoey gets off the chain a little bit and starts putting up some numbers. Oh, we
1: froth it, don't we?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, uh, the final game of the night was the upper unicorns facing off against the Baronia bloodhounds, and it was the unicorns yeah. getting up by just five points. It was a a really, really good game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tell, like me, close, tell
0: me about it. Did you get to lock the horns with um, get to lock horns with Rowan Sword? Was there a bit of uh, low post action between you and you and Row, or you didn't come across each other?
1: No, we sort of stayed clear of each other actually. Um,
0: yeah.
1: we didn't really see too much of each other, uh, certainly down in the posts uh, at all. But he's a he's a good defender. Um, there's no doubt, and he's he's one of the the more higher IQ guys in this game. But I think for us it was it was Cooper Rice. Like, yeah, he he got yeah. he got the uh, the grudge match and uh, <laughs> and he really punished yeah. us. He absolutely smashed us early. He had like all the all the touch. He had nineteen rebounds in the game, sixteen points. Yeah, um, and. He was an absolute difference maker. Like we, they went into him. We had to double team him because there was just no way of stopping him one on one, and um, and really just changed changed the game. He did so. Um, he ended up with a, with a player of the week nomination as well, and deservedly so. Um, outside of uh, Coop, there was there was really no one else in double figures. It was a low scoring, uh, defensive minded game. When I say defensive minded. I just mean we both shot like shit, so um, so we credit the defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love um,
1: Trent Reeford six six points, eight boards. Uh, Rose Sword five points, six boards. Um, Jess Maudsley six points. Uh, no real no real assist getters in that game either for the. For the uh, Bloodhounds, So it was. It was sort of you know everyone chipping in with a couple.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: for our boys, low low scoring game. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't too many baskets to go around, but um, it was a, a pretty well even spread, uh, which is positive. You know, we we played the week before uh, thinking that we sort of played our best basketball for the season, and then the week after uh, we probably played one of our one of our worst games in terms of uh, shooting the ball. Um, Lee Belton uh, top scored with 12 points, five rebounds. Uh, Jake Sutherland also with a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Had a had a really important role to play as well on, uh, on the Monday, which was good. Uh, Greg Wise, I thought, was just outstanding. Uh, he had seven points, eight boards, but shot the ball three or five, but he was also distributing the ball very well, he had five assists and was a huge part in uh, in facilitating our offense. Um, we just needed that target down down low, and um, he was so unselfish with it. Between him and and Rhodesy, uh, those two boys were working really really well together. I thought. Um, and then uh and then we had uh, Rhodes with with five points, Curtis with a massive three, um, and Kyle also uh with, with a three as well in that game. That was early on. Um yeah, just a just an interesting game. Like they were they were up um and looking pretty comfortable at one point and we had to dig really deep to and, and be really disciplined to try and come back in this game because we were not yeah. shooting the ball very yeah. well um yeah it ended up it ended up with uh with foul shots towards the end of the game uh that's how close it was uh so it wasn't like a a five point or a ten point margin that closed in it was more like a one point margin that that sort of grew out to five
0: yeah 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 it's interesting one. that was like that was probably the game that i was more intrigued i want to actually try and get down and watch because i felt that you, your two teams quite you know match up against each other quite well so it, it going down to the wire uh, doesn't really surprise me. Um, I was it was kind of expected,
1: I guess. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, they were they were missing uh, arguably their best player in in Shane Badger. Uh, so I mean, big out for those guys, um, and and to push you know push our team all the way to the end, I think is a it's probably a win in their book. I think um, you know had they have Shane, yep. it yeah, might have been a different story. Who knows? But uh yeah so for our boys we, we came off off the court sort of thanking our lucky stars we we're able to sort of not shoot very well and come over with a win um yep but we're we're looking forward to a to a good game tonight uh tristan let's have a quick break we'll, we'll get a word in from our sponsors and we'll jump into the the tuesday night games Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard-wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au. All right, Tristan, we are back and we are jumping straight into the Tuesday at night action. Uh, this game uh, was, a, was a close one and it was the Philly Island Penguins uh, handing the Long Worry Knights a loss, uh, 50 points to
0: 44. Uh, what do you know? It was a very good game. It was just, it was just two teams going at it for forty minutes. I mean, um, you know, Starkey Starkey led his boys really well, and you know, put up some some decent numbers. But um, I think it was probably just come down to, well, I guess you know, the, the Knights you know missing some easy shots, probably attributed to uh, the Penguins playing some good defense. But um, yeah, the the Penguins got over the line and. Um, Their season season stays alive and playing some very good basketball.
1: Another another game where you see a a very even spread uh, for the for the well both teams. But uh, I was I was more just looking at the Penguins to start with. uh, With Starkey having twelve points, nineteen rebounds. Uh, Brods with six points, nine boards. He had Dan Eagleton, who's had some big games. He had three points, five rebounds. Dan yep. Whitfield with a with a more quiet, uh, down to earth game this week, uh, eleven points five boards. Tom Daly with ten points and Tyler Neal uh, with eight points. So like a really really decent spread. Um, the only player oh, was, not scoring uh, was was, was Dan.
0: On, yeah, all hands on deck. Like like I said, they they played it. You know, they grinded it out, but it was just a really strong team effort. You know, they couldn't have done it without you know one of them not being there. So. Um, it it goes a long way, um, you know. When you have all your boys firing, um, and, and that's, that's proof in this game, being that the Knights are, you know, probably the top team in the in the Tuesday night and potentially in the competition. Um, you need you know, all your boys firing to you know knock them off.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't have any nights off in this league. That's for sure. Uh, it was Cam Scott though who who really stole the the spotlight. Um, Yep, of the he, um, of the game and and the round.
0: Well, he, so up until this game, Paul Phillips uh, had the record for most rebounds in a game of basketball in a Super League game of basketball with twenty six rebounds, uh, and Cam Scott um, got twenty seven. So he uh, yeah he had a, had a very big night on the boards,
1: and chipped in fourteen points, uh, leading all scorers for his team as well. So um, you know if you look at if you look at that, that's that's terrific. It was good enough to win Player of the Week again. So I think that's the second or third time he's won that this season. So uh, if you're looking for a steal of the draft candidate from the second round, that's surely he's yeah. got to be up there, right?
0: Oh, 100%. There, there's a rumour floating around, and I can cannot uh, confirm nor deny that it was said. But uh, Lincoln Scott was talking to his brother Cam saying, wow, you know, 27 rebounds. And Cam's response was, Well, it's not very hard when everybody misses in Super League. I just grabbed the ball. (laughs) Wow. Wow. um, Again, it doesn't sound like something Cam would say, actually. I I can't confirm. (laughs) Sounds awfully arrogant from from Cam. (laughs) So I don't know if that was from Cam or if that was his brother trying to set him up. But um, (laughs) yes, that was what I've heard. Well, for for the Knights, it was
1: it was Jordy Hendricks uh, as well with ten points and four boards. Timmy Morgan nine points, six boards. Uh, I think he had a handful of assists too. Timmy, he had uh, he had six in fact. Um, Beggy with uh, eight points, six boards. Uh, Jakey Tuplin had a quiet one. Um, just probably wanted to see the ball going a little bit more. And it could have been different. Like, uh, you know, probably if you look at an X factor in that game, you look at him and maybe Timmy Morgan. Oh, and Beggy actually hitting a few more shots. Um, and it could have been a different story, but uh, it wasn't to be for the Knights.
0: Yeah, and I'm obviously missing um, their fearless leader in Racy Ainsworth as well. So, um, you know, there's a uh, there's a little bit of that perimeter shooter missing, and you know, they're just general leadership. So. You know you like to think that um they just had an off night, I think what their first loss for the season um, you know they'll um uh, they'll rebound and come back even stronger uh, tomorrow night, you would assume. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I have no doubt um uh, everyone's still talking about them being the the best team in the comps, so uh, yeah. The the next game was a close one, Tristan, as well. The Dandy Ducks going down by just four points to the Arena Bulls, fifty-seven to sixty-one.
0: Yeah, this was another uh, another cracker of a game. Um, they went head to head for forty minutes, and you know, some, obviously, you look at who was on the floor: um, Tommy Walsh, Link Scott, Jeff Reed, John O'Bray, uh, Westy. There was a lot of big three-point shots put up. It was a, it was a bit of a display, a shooting display. I must admit.
1: Yeah, uh, Jeff Reed had had a classic game with 24 points, seven rebounds. Uh, really, really good one from him, and he had six assists as well. Um, I think that's probably one of his best games this season. Uh, Tommy yep. Walsh had a, had another good game. He's been he's been putting up these numbers pretty regularly, but he had 17 points, uh, three rebounds. Um, Morgs with uh, with five points eight boards. Link Scott set uh, six point seven boards. Um, Adam Rawlings five points four boards. It was a really um, a really good effort from those boys to to come away with the win. You know, like uh, I think uh, Jeff doing a lot of heavy lifting in that game. Um, I think he would come away from that game sort of thinking, "Geez, that was a close one. We're lucky to get out of that one."
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the, the Bulls played really well and, you know, they haven't probably won as many games as, I, you know, you would think they would have just based off the fact they're big three. So, you know, Jeff, uh, Tommy and Link haven't played a lot of games together. There's always been kind of one missing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, once they, you have those three and then, you know, the rest of their team you know, around them, uh, the Bulls are, are a pretty strong outfit, so you know this. This shows you what 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 it takes to to win games in Super League. You need your full squad. and You do need everybody firing because you know again, like the Ducks haven't had you know the best season, but they played some very very good basketball on on that Tuesday night. But um, the Bulls were just too good.
1: Yeah, and if you like, if you look at that game, um, both both teams like relatively low in the standings, but. In order to have any chance of making the the finals, that was a probably a must-win. I think.
0: Yeah, look, I, look, I don't disagree. It's um, it was a must-win for both teams, and and I think they all knew that too. Do you know what I mean? Like it was that it was really discussed, but you know the the game was played with with real intensity, and um, yeah, it was a it was another you know off the back of that first game with the the knights and the penguins. Uh, this game was you know really exciting to watch as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the final game of the round, Tristan, uh, is another close one. There was a, there was <laughs> some really close games in this round. It was a, it was probably yep. our best, probably our best round of basketball I think we've had this season, um, if I'm yep. honest. But this game was the Officer Hornets uh, getting a dub over the Lakeside Vikings, fifty to forty-seven. Um, just a. <laughs> Just an absolute cracker, but the, the Lakeside Vikings now on a on a five game slide.
0: Yeah, look, it's uh, it's an interesting one because I still rate the Vikings very highly. Um, Mate, I've,
1: I've been talking about them all season. I've, I've been frothing them all season, and um, you know they started off four and oh, now they've gone oh and five.
0: Yeah, look, it's it's you can't even really put your finger on it because Alex Katusiak's playing some very very good basketball. Um, you know what we get with Ben Tompkins and Geordie you know, White and you know the the rest of these guys, but um, I think it just comes down to a little bit of shooting efficiency and you know a little bit more ball movement, and they they go they go back into the winning circle. I think. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't have the stats on me, DT, but give me Mike's shooting. How many did he put up? How many put up four or five shots from memory? Um, yeah, that's okay. right. He
1: was he was two from five, six points, five boards. Um, you had Mark Surtees one from five, Lewis only took the one shot. Um, yeah, Jordy White one from nine, James Mittermair, uh, zero from one, Ben Tompkins nine from 16. It's just like, yeah, that's that's efficient. Uh, yeah, Alex Katusiak six from twelve fifty percent, nabe Gardner zero from five. So when you look across the board, uh, a couple of boys firing, but a, a lot of guys not.
0: Yeah, look, I don't even think that's enough shots for the game. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like that's that's the amount of shots that you want Big Ben to be to be taking. Uh, Alex, you know, got hit. Had got a decent amount of looks in. Even with Geordie, like nine shots. You know, you know, he's a he's a shooter. So you'd like to probably see him take a few more. You know, like nine to twelve shots is where it's at for him. I think um, he's probably had a bad shooting night. But even with you know our boy Louie and and Mike, you need to get more looks. You need to create more looks um, for these guys as well. Because like I, you probably can't fault them from a defensive standpoint. I thought they were really good. There's probably patches where they went, you know, a little bit quiet defensively. But, yeah, I just think that they need to probably look at creating a few more shots and getting a few more shots up for that Vikings team. And they go a long way to winning the game. Yeah. For the Hornets, I think,
1: you know, this is probably where, where your expectations um, are at the start of the season. You know, you've got... Trav Blackney firing. You've got Nick Spezzas firing. You have Nathan O'Brien firing. Um, and then, you know, any one of these other guys can sort of pop up and, and give you a big game as well. But, um, you know, Trav Blackney, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Terrific game from him. Uh, yeah, was phenomenal. Spezzas giving us uh, 10 and 8. Um, you know, reasonable game from him. Um, Nathan O'Brien, 13 points is probably his biggest for the season, I think. Um, yep. and, and and looking really sharp. So, um, you know, they, they were still without Dan Carpenter. Um, you know, Jaden O'Neill didn't really have a big game. Johan didn't have a big game. And and Mickey Francis uh, had a pretty quiet game as well. So um, I wouldn't say this is their best basketball, but it's, you know, it's still, still like very promising for the Hornets.
0: Yeah, that's right. And they just grinded it out, Do you know what I mean? They just... They just didn't get their heads down, they kept grinding and found them found themselves in a position to steal the game, and they did.
1: and And, like we said with that previous game, this this, in order for those guys to keep their season alive, they they really needed to win it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's possible for them to make finals, but um, it was definitely a must win for them um, in order to to at least have a chance.
0: Yeah that's exactly right. It's it's actually something that we're going to look at you know during the week just um, maybe have another poll. yeah our, our next podcast just to dissect that ladder um, now that we've only you know got a few games left uh, coming into final I think there's three left.
1: Well I can I can probably actually do that now. So it's it's the Philly Island Penguins and the Long Worry Knights on the Monday. They're sitting equal uh, with Okay. They're on 7 and 2. Yeah. Um, from there, it goes all the way down to the Lakeside Vikings at four and five, Arena Bulls at three and six, Bloodhounds three and six, Hornets now three and six. Um, Bit of so, a long jam. Yeah. So, and and it's you know you can see the their teams with losing records with with a big chance of still making the the finals. So, um, when you look at the that Ducks game, the Ducks really needed to win that game to to have a sniff. Not that they're not that they're completely out of it even. Um, they can still, they can still make it. I think. We um, might
0: have to, um, we might have to have a play-in series, Dale. <laughs> so, <laughs> who, uh, who gets what? Yeah,
1: for, for the for the Monday night, you can see that it's the Dragons. It's the so Dragons eight and one, Unicorn seven and two, Kraken six and three, uh, Coraline Camels uh, five and four, Blazers five and four. Uh, and then from there, it sort of it, it really drops off down to the Kui Koalas three and six, and the Crocs zero and nine. So there's there's a bit of a log jam there as well. So uh, big big race to the finish line uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I love this part of the season. I love that it's close. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see how it all kind of plays out.
1: Yeah. Um, big big night of action tonight and um you can see here that uh starkey set through his uh his, his match of the rounds um and he's he's selected the the kraken and the unicorns which i don't disagree with i think this is going to be a, an awesome game um we'll see we'll see what happens uh but he's tipped the kraken to win by between one and ten points thoughts on that
0: uh, I can't. I, look,
1: he's look in in credit to him. He's done a pretty good job of all his tips this season. He's sitting well above yeah. 50%, So it looks like I'm buying a four pack for him.
0: Yeah, look, I um would think uh you would think the Kraken just based off um you know the last month of basketball. But there's there, there's two they're two very different teams, aren't they? And again, this is something that you and I were kind of discussing. Um. Yeah, you know, prior to the pod earlier this morning, in that, you know, how do you stop them? What do you do? Because you know you've got a, you've got some big bulls on your team with you know quite a high IQ um, against some some younger, faster, skinnier guys. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, which which kind of. I seem I know. seem to
1: talk about this, uh, you know, whenever you play the Kraken or whoever the the Kraken are playing, it's all about using the point of difference because they are. A team built a certain way. They're a very small, fast, nimble team. Yeah. Um, but they do it very, very well. Uh, you need to, if you have a point of difference, you need to to use that point of difference very, very well to at least have a chance of beating them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, I don't disagree, and hence probably why I'm going to be coming down tonight just to see how it plays out. <laughs> I actually, I I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for the for the Tuesday night, he actually selected the the ducks and the bloodhounds. Um, yeah, you know, we've, we've, we've we've just spoken about the the log jam down the bottom of the ladder, and you know, like that the, the ducks are going to desperately want to come out and win this game, and and for the bloodhounds, it's it's a must win. Um, you know, that sort of puts them into the finals race, depending on uh, results and stuff like that. So he's uh, he's actually picked the the ducks. Uh, between one and ten points, um, and you know, it's it's hard to it's actually hard to pick a winner out of this game. I think.
0: Yeah, I, look, I I don't disagree. I I think I'm going to have to go with the Ducks. Um, I just they're, they're playing some good basketball at the minute. They're really starting to gel. I feel like they've got a they've got a bit of a fire in their belly. I think they're they're you know slogging it out. You know, for the first part of the season, and you know, now that John O'Bray is kind of you know starting to really hit his straps, and um, you know, they're working each other out as a team. I, I like the I like the look of them, so I think they can they can definitely get over the line.
1: Yeah, for me, I think it's probably the the Bloodhounds. Um, you know, like we we played them last week, and and they had a they had a terrific outing. You know, particularly particularly Cooper. Um, I don't see the ducks having an answer for cooper um you know he was he was too big too strong for us and we've got some really big strong boys so um i think i think they'll have a really hard time containing him um and and you know hopefully he's able to sort of change the game with what he does and make life easier for guys like shane and and jess so um yeah i I think i think it's going to be a close one um but you know I, i i think for me I've got to give the bloodhounds the nod based on what they did last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and 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 rightfully so. Like it's, it is definitely a flip of the coin.
1: Yeah. Well, Tristan, uh, it's it's now light outside. Uh, it's time for me to go make some toast. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> has the power come back on yet?
0: Uh, it has not. I'm not sure oh, what's yeah. going on. So. Um yeah hopefully it does soon shitty packing them for you yeah shitty part of packing them in packing
1: them. well mate thank you for for joining me uh it was it was an honor actually to to join you so early in the morning um it was actually a decent decent non-sloppy potty
0: yeah it was pretty good considering we kicked off at friggin five or whatever it was
1: (laughs) usually Um, usually the late night potties get a bit sloppy yeah yeah. This didn't have that vibe about it.
0: It's, um, as much as we love him, it's, um, it's, it's a lot more professional, isn't it? When uh, Lucas is not around, it's not as <laughs> sloppy, right?
1: definitely boys. not as many dragons shout outs. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> he loves his oh. boys, oh, okay. give
0: yeah. <laughs> on the latest episode of the Dragon podcast.
1: <laughs> I actually said, "Hey, hey, Plozzy, are you keen for the podcast?" And uh, he was he was at the snow, and he he goes, "Oh no, I'll be back from the snow." I said, "Oh, cool, you want to you want to jump on the pod?" and He's like, "Nah, I can't be fucked."
0: Brutally <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> honest, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why we like
1: him. <laughs> All right, mate. That Goodbye. is the Super League podcast this week. We'll join you again next week.